0: given by myself the difficult topic, not a fun topic to preach on, which is the area of pornography. And it's not something which is really cool to do, but it is actually probably the most significant issue poisoning our world today. You know, we're concerned about global financial climate change and CO2 and fluoride in the water and all the preserves and stuff. Yet the most dangerous thing that's happening in the world is actually pornography. And most of us are either trapped by it or asleep in the dark. So I apologize that we're dealing with something, but it actually does really need to be dealt with in the life of Christians and believers. So uh, if we could have the video. Thanks, Sam. Oh, sorry. We're throwing you around a little bit there.
1: Hey, you doing your homework? Can I ask you something? I am pretty. What's your favorite part about me? Do you want to see more? I can show you whatever you want. Honey, dinner's almost ready. What's wrong? Nothing. Okay, we'll finish up what you're doing and come on downstairs. Okay. ¿Qué um, lo que estás viendo?
0: Um, nada. Es uh, solo un programa de televisión.
1: Oh, okay, voy a menester la cena, okay?
0: Okay. Hannah, tell no one more of a maghai in huh?
1: Felipe, la cena está lista. Come on, it's dinner time. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for keeping our family safe. And thank you for this delicious meal that you have so graciously given us. And thank you for keeping <inaudible> our family close and so full of love los abuelos que tenemos en <inaudible> in la familia, <inaudible> que los <inaudible> cuiden mucho, <inaudible> y <to inaudible> también que toda la gente que necesita ayuda que los ayude Dios. <inaudible> y también para esta familia especialmente Of the 7 billion people on the planet, 2.2 billion are online. There are 247 billion emails and 5 billion text messages sent every day. In 2010, the average person spent over 18 hours a week online. 40% of all children in the U.S. will go online, and the Internet has now surpassed TV as their choice in media. Every day, 2.5 billion pornographic emails are circulated. In fact, daily, 47% of kids receive pornographic spam. The latest statistics show that the average age of the first view of pornography is nine years old. 90% of children between eight and 16 years old have already seen some form of pornography. 77% of teens before the age of 18 have viewed it on the internet, and 80% of 15 to 17 year olds have been exposed to hardcore pornography. In fact, the adult industry says that 20 to 30% of its traffic is from children. Over 1 billion pornographic web pages are just one click away. Half of all Christian families report that pornography is a major problem and its use increases marital infidelity by more than 300%. However, 67% of men and 49% of women think pornography is acceptable. Half of all people engaged in sexual internet interactions lost interest in sexual intercourse with their spouses. According to the American Academy of Matrimonial Lawyers, 68% of all divorces involve one party meeting a new lover over the internet. Many pastors agree that pornographic addiction is the most damaging issue to their congregation. Yet in a survey conducted in 2002, 30% of all pastors have viewed internet porn in the last 30 days, and over half have done it within the last year. According to a survey conducted in August 2006, 20% of women suffer from an addiction to pornography. But there is a way out. There are places dedicated to restoring broken families and for educating parents. Josh McDowell has launched a major emphasis to raise awareness, network with other resource groups, and offer solutions to help families address this issue. Hope is just one click away. For more information, Visit justoneclickaway dot org.
0: Yeah, pretty hard hitting, uh, but it is a truth in which we're now living with. The nineteen eighty four. Anybody born before nineteen eighty four in this room? Anybody born after nineteen eighty four? Wow, there's a few too. Well. The internet had been in existence prior to 1994, but it was basically just something that uh, a few scientists and a few boffins used to uh, exchange academic information around the world in real time. But in 1984, it went basically mainstream with Windows XP. And of course, since then, we have the invention of the smartphone, the Apple, the iPad, the iPatch if you're a pirate, And, uh, yeah, that's about as good as it gets. Uh, so 1984. And so you now you have a situation where everybody's hardwired into the world today. And even when you go to places like India and Africa, places that are actually historically uh, locked by a lot of poverty, you'll find that most people still have a mobile phone. And so... Um, when Jeff and Sue are here talking about their ministry into you know, one of the most fundamentalist Muslim cultures in the world, some of these people still have mobile phones and are downloading the most revolting sewage you could possibly think of. So it is a problem. In our society today, if you build a swimming pool in your backyard, the city council expects you to erect a safety fence around it. Because there's a potential that a little child may be able to fall into that and literally drown. We consider that whilst that's an inconvenience and it's a financial impulse, that for the safety's sake, that's a necessary thing that we do to protect children and yet we'll give a an eight-year-old sometimes our iPad and walk out the room, not realizing what we are exposing them to. And some things you should not give to young people, some things cannot be unseen. Uh, we had a situation where in our particular home we have a, a potbelly stove and during the winter time, it's just a great thing to be able to stack it up with wood and turn it on and see the heat come off. But it throws out a lot of heat, a lot of heat. And we have not had any difficulties in our family, but Casey Treat tells the to- story... In his own family, when his little four-year-old child, his little four-year-old boy, came out one day, not understanding the heat that's generated, reached out and put his hand on this pop belly. and literally it's like stuck and seared and suffered incredible burns. And to this day, his son still carries the scars from that one brief exposure. And unfortunately, that's what's now. One click away in our society that some things cannot be undone. Some things cannot be unseen. And once that occurs, it becomes very easily a stronghold in our imagination. And the devil loves to control our imagination. The Holy Spirit wants access to our imagination because that's how the promises of God come. That's how the revelations of God come. That's often where the way global will talk is through our imagination. So the devil wants our imaginations. It is a huge problem. Last This last Christmas just gone, over the Christmas time, I had three incidences of people who were so involved in pornography that they had a knock at the door and the police had shown up on their doorstep. Three, just over Christmas time. People just sitting there on the keyboard going to one click and then two weeks later there's a knock on the door and the policemen are there. And one of those sadly has resulted in the suicide. Of course the exposure was there. The man was in a situation where he was in a place of trust and he couldn't handle the shame. This is a serious issue and I believe that the church is under assault right now and we don't see it why do we sometimes see our services don't have the power of god when we have an opportunity to rise up and worship our glorious god that our hands are down our hearts are down there's no enthusiasm there's no expectation why because the air is filled with filth absolute filth and some of us now have got that now in our minds we have it now as strongholds and bondages in our life. A number of years ago, I must watch my slides or we won't get to any of them. A number of years ago when I was the vice president of the Center Got God in Australia, I got appointed to a subcommittee on pornography. One of the reasons why you have a vice president so that the president doesn't have to do all the bad jobs. So I got appointed to the subcommittee. It was an ecumenical committee headed up by the Catholics and the Anglicans, the United Church. So it was meant to be, you know, the church at large working together to lobby government about censorship on the internet. Now I know that's another debate and all the rest. However, I'm on this committee, and they have this Anglican priest come along who's been doing most of the research, and he just puts one or two photographs on the table. And to this day, my mind is totally scarred by what I saw. And I've never disclosed to anybody what I saw. But it's a terrible slide down. From this, to this, to this, to this, to this. That road is a road of bondage. And so... Okay, next slide. 1984, that is a picture of the Internet Web. We're all connected today. Hey, can it get anybody? It can get the best. Michael Gugamucci was uh, an incredibly talented, gifted man. He wrote an Aria Award-winning song, Healer. He uh, was preaching to crowds of thousands, had enormous influence. And then he got to a stage where he was pretending that he had cancer In effect, he had an internet addiction for 16 years. 16 years. And he now describes how broken it is to be standing here and trying to tell people that there's hope in Jesus, that there's victory in Jesus, and yet walk off the stage and still fight those demons. So none of us are immune. Okay, this is not meant to be judgmental. It's not my saying anybody's been We're all vulnerable to this particular area. Men tend to be vulnerable to the pictorial, the graphic side of the Internet. Women, although it's changing interestingly, tend to be more addicted to the uh, emotional relationship side of uh, the Internet. In this state, because you know I, I was involved in this state, we lost we have lost, to my knowledge, three ministerial marriages in Western Australia to their wives getting lonely at home and getting onto Facebook, getting onto instant, instant messaging and finding someone out there who understands, someone out there who believes in them, someone out there who appreciates them when their husband obviously doesn't appreciate them. And it didn't happen all at once, but that is again a slippery slide. Okay, next slide. Thank you, the power of the imagination. God gets really annoyed when the inclination of the thoughts of our heart. Do you know God sees what I'm thinking? He just doesn't see what I do. He also sees what I'm thinking. That's a problem the Lord saw how great man's wickedness on the earth had become and that every inclination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil all the time. And the Lord was grieved that he made man on the earth and his heart was filled with pain. That's an incredible statement. It hurts the heart of God when we give our imagination, our thoughts to something else. Next slide, thank you. Uh, You just put up the text, thanks. Uh, This is a quote from... Isaiah chapter 65, all day long I've held out my hands. This is God talking to an obstinate people who walk in ways not good, pursuing their own imaginations. The people who continue to provoke me to my very face, offering sacrifices in gardens and burning incense on the altars of brick. Who sit amongst the graves and spend their nights keeping secret vigil. Who eat the flesh of pigs whose pots are brought forth of unclean meat. Who say, keep away, don't come near me, for I am too sacred for you. Such people have smoked my nostrils, a fire that keeps burning all the day. Next slide, thank you. Okay, there are all sorts of flat screen dangers. I've, I've taken some of the slides off the World View series I did about three years ago. So we're not going to look at social networking, addictions, escaping. We just look at pornography today. Uh, next slide, thank you. Here's just some quick stats. 12% of the websites on the internet are pornographic. That's only about 24 million of them. Next one. Every second, $3,000 is spent on pornography. What a waste. an absolute apparent waste when we could feed babies. Next one. 40 million Americans are regular visitors to porn sites. One in three porn viewers are now women, which is a, a rising statistic. 70% of men aged between 8 and 24 visit porn sites. Next slide. Uh, it's a big industry. Next one. 2.5 billion emails a day are pornographic. That's about 8% of all. Has anybody had the an experience of you getting an email you didn't ask for? Uh, just a few (laughs) anybody too frightened to admit they got an email they didn't ask (laughs) for 25% of all search engine requests are pornographic related that's 68 million a day next one 35% of all internet downloads are pornographic next one Um, yeah top searches sex, adult, dating, porn next one Major, IS, and This is a major ISP provider in Perth. I won't mention them because I got the information confidentially. But they estimate 85% uh, of all the local traffic going through their server is pornography. That is just amazing. It is staggering. Uh, even on something like um, Twitter. I, 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 I've been a twit for a long time. So I thought I just ought to make it popular. So I've joined Twitter, you see. And I generally just follow Rick Warren's feed and Brian Houston's feed and a couple of choice others. And I do very little tweeting myself. Is that the right verb? Tweeting, tweeting, tweet, tweet. I do very little tweeting myself. But I've got people tweeting me saying, I want to meet up with you. And I mean, meet up with me. And I don't think it's my wife, you know. (laughs) If I meet up it'd be different things. I mean, I'm not asking for that. It just comes through automatically. Uh, Next one. 34% of all internet users have experienced unwanted exposure through pop up -up ads, misdirected links, and emails. So, this is how it happens. A 10 year old kid has found uh, he's joined uh, Zelda, wants to become a play Zelda. It's a computer game, but there are upgrades. And the upgrades can cost you money and playing time. So he wants, to get an, he wants to get an upgrade a bit quicker. So what he does, he goes and searches for what's known as crack, a crack. Crack is an illegal piece of software that will enable you to get something that you should have gotten the legal way. So he'll go onto Google or Bing or whatever it is, and so it's crack for Zelda, whatever. He'll go to a site that will offer him all the stuff that he wants. However, it's a crack. It's a trap. When they click on that, all of a sudden they get all this other stuff that they've never asked for. And once you've seen it, it's very hard not to be affected by what you see. A number of years ago, I got caught actually when I was uh, researching the Apostles' Creed. Now, the Apostles' Creed, I think, in my small world, has nothing to do with pornography. But when I pushed that image, it's amazing the things that started to flow down in my computer. And the only thing I could do was actually pull out the plug to stop it coming through. I wasn't looking to get trapped, but I'd stepped on a deliberate entrapment. So this is a real challenge that we have. The internet is not safe. Can you turn to your neighbor and say, the internet is not safe? It's not safe. It's a great tool, but it's not safe. Next one. The average age now, this is now old, the average age at which a child first sees porn online is about 11. Now they're saying it's about nine years of age. And unfortunately, that is very damaging to the sexual development of any child. I, I could get seriously in trouble for what I'm about to say in some places. But there are people who have a sexual orientation where males will have sex with males. They love the younger the male, the often the more preferred that relationship is. And so there is deliberate, this is not paranoia, there's a deliberate plan out there to get into the minds of young people as early as possible a certain sort of an orientation. Because if you are exposed to that early, it will affect you the rest of your life. Whereas if you're not exposed to it, you'll grow up and you might be normal like me. <laughs> but some things can't be undone. So it's really important that we put a safety fence, amen, around the internet viewing, not only of our children, but sometimes of our adults as well. I have a pastor that I've been helping for a number of years come out of pornography and for him, what has worked for him is that uh, he has brought the computer out of his study into the living room where everybody can at any time walk past and see the screen and his wife regularly checks his emails and his browsing history. If there's no browsing history, he's in trouble. You know what? He's not a weak man. He's a smart man. He's a very wise man. Of course, he has no troubles now as she works for him. Next one. We're almost, almost. uh, 20% of men admit to watching porn online at work. A number of years ago, I got called in to help someone who was being dismissed from their work because that particular week, they had viewed 40 hours of pornography online at work. The boss thought there was a bit of a problem with that. (laughs) 40 hours, I think. Amazing. Next one. Um, yeah, here's a good reason to go to church. <coughs> the most popular day for people to do pornography, sadly, is on Sunday. I think that's interesting. Next one. Cybersex, it's getting, I, I'm not here to actually fill your minds with things that you don't need to know. But let me say to you that the degradation, the depth, the disaster of what's happening now over the internet would freak most of us out where it goes. Next one. Okay, there are little things that can help you. This is triplex.com. Uh, this is a, a website that I've used to help people. Essentially, you set up an accountability partner who can watch all your uh, URLs. So every time you are uh, browsing, those browsing uh, that browsing history has been sent to someone that you trust. And You can pick two or three people to trust, so it's useful. Uh, they do a few other things. The uh, yeah, well, won't go into the detail. If the, the, the dilemma for some of us today is that we're not very techno, techno what is it? Techno, technological. Uh, we don't do technology. My mum refuses to get an ATM card. <laughs> she thinks that you know she just poor old girl. She goes up to the ATM. And she's going to eat my card, you know. I can't remember my numbers. She just struggles with that. You know, my mum's a very bright girl, but she doesn't even like a 24-hour time clock for the bus timetable. You know, some of us are intellectually challenged. That's okay. You're still normal. <laughs> but, um, so if you are technologically challenged, there are good people in the church, you know. There are, in fact, any 14-year-old probably <laughs> They know this stuff. There are things that you can do and we do need to protect the vulnerable in our midst. Uh, but a good website, triplex.com. Don't assume... <laughs> I'm, I Thank you, Sam, for that. Part, part of... Part I was really worried about this was actually researching this particular topic, you know, and my wife walking in finding something on the screen and saying, What are you doing? But fortunately, apart from Wikipedia, it was alright. It was okay. So this is com. Thank thanks. I get it right. Oh dear, help me, Jesus. <laughs> Next one. Uh even within Windows, of course, now there's Windows 8, or Windows 8, depending on your. <laughs> all the nerds laughed at that. But there are things you can do even within Windows to actually uh, review the content. Um, if you are a parent, if you don't have your children's Facebook feed, I, I really would urge you: to, you need to know what's happening with your kids, and make certain they don't have two accounts. You know, kids aren't stupid. <laughs> For a number of years, I had one account from my daughter that was wonderful. It's the other account that I didn't have. So. Take responsibility. Next one. Um, D-I-Y. But there's also D-D-I-Y. And when it comes to this issue, uh, I recommend that you don't do it yourself. And there are a lot of folk who'd say, Look, I'm I'm human, I have lust in my body, and it's very easy for me to actually just because it is just lift up your finger. That's all it takes, doesn't it? That's all it takes. It is just one click. Maybe we should all just pray for our fingers right now in the name of Jesus. May you be a holy finger because it is just one click away. But the truth is here, I find that this is very difficult to fight by yourself. And um, I find that most people that love Jesus who get trapped in pornography, whether they're male or female, they really don't like it. That actually brings them a great deal of stress, a great deal of remorse, an incredible amount of condemnation. It paralyzes their prayer life. It destroys the promise of God over their lives because they know why can I I can't ask God to bless me He knows what I'm doing so it is an incredibly difficult area and they suffer with condemnation remorse guilt all these sorts of things and they can go on for years What I'm saying the best thing you can do say to me Mike tell me the truth get help see someone who can help you. And uh, there are things that can be done that will help you. However, having said that, the ultimate goal is not for us just to lock you out of something that's very dangerous where you fight against the fence every day of your life and you're constantly pushing it. The ultimate goal is that you have an inward change on the inside where you don't need it anymore. But it's addictive. Anybody remember Smoking. Anybody remember booze? Anybody remember drugs? Anybody remember Tim Tams? (laughs) Oh, I had a nerve there. (laughs) It's addictive behavior, which means once you're into it, it's very hard to stop. You know, I used to be just a one Tim Tam a day boy, and then I got into two. And then I discovered there was the... uh, the Turkish delight one, you know. And I am now, you know, the dark chocolate. I'm, I'm now. It's addictive. It starts there and it moves forward. So don't do it yourself, please. When I travel overseas, I found one of the most beneficial things for me to do when I'm overseas is to simply have a traveling partner. Because when Mike's alone at night in a hotel, and they've got all these movies playing, I don't actually want the fight. I don't want to have to say, saying, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Because I don't. I don't. But I'm being honest. You know, the things I don't want to do, sometimes I end up doing. Some of the things I do want to do, I don't end up doing. But if I have a traveling partner with me, there is no competition at all. We're sitting there. I'm telling them all my good jokes. You know, we're talking about the Bible. (laughs) Who wants to come on the next trip? (laughs) So easy. And even with those that have helped over the years, the moment they know someone's checking the URL feeds. Another little program I've got recently because some of the people I've tried to help are very, very clever when it comes to computers. I did sit with one young man on one occasion and he's thinking, I'm very clever. He's just an old man. He's got gray hair. He won't know much about this. And I just downloaded a quick app which recovers every JPEG image on your disk. You think you've deleted it. Most of them are still there. All you've done is instruct your operating system to forget that it's there, but it's still there. So all of a sudden, I pick his phone up. Did it's true, isn't it? You can do this. Uh, this image came up, this image came up, and I said, we better stop it there, shouldn't we? And uh, there are things you can do. One of the programs you can load it will take a photograph of the person's screen at intervals that you can choose and then email that to someone else. So I've got someone right now, I'm seeing what they're seeing on their screen every minute because they work so hard at doing something in five minutes. I could actually get in and out in five minutes. It's amazing how people will work for their addictions. So DDIY means? Means? Fantastic. Next one. Change your head. So may I encourage you not to to wallow in remorse, but to get some resolve. God wants you to be free. God wants the world to be free. And when we're seeing the things that are happening down in the byways and the highways of our life, I guarantee you if you look at what's on their computers at home, on their pads, you'll see why we're getting that. The imagination is the start of it all. In Ezekiel chapter 8, there's this uh, quite an unusual story where the prophet is in the land of Babylon and is sitting there. And it says that this man comes, this angel comes and appears to Ezekiel. The man has uh, burning like uh, uh, play, uh, down by the waves. He has a uh, blazing hair. It's an angel. It takes Ezekiel by a lock of the hair and he transports him to Jerusalem. He says, tell me what you see. And Ezekiel says, oh, I just see this incredible abomination. It's at the north gate. It's horrible. It's he says, I'm going to show you even worse. Picks him up again and takes him a bit close, takes him to the outer court of the temple of the holy God. And there's another abomination, picks him up by the lock of the hair, yeah, takes him into the inner court, into the holy vine, and there he sees, he's asked to make a hole in the wall and to look into the most sacred place where God in His glory should be, the most holy place on the face of the earth. He opens up and he looks in there and he sees these men, the priests of God with the pictures in their mind, the text says. Worshipping these foul, creaky, detestable, abominable things. And then the result of all that is God says, I can no longer stay here. I have to leave. Incredible. And then in chapter 10, verse 4, the Bible says, And the glory of the Lord rose up. And left the temple. Wow. Wow. What does it take for a holy God that loves us so much to say, it's too much for me? It's too much. And for some, it is in this area of the pictures of our mind that's become a constant problem, a constant issue. Friends, this is not here to condemn you. But it is something for us to be alert to, to own. And if you have any issue in this particular area, this is a time for us to say, God, I resolve in you that I'm going to change. I'm going to get some help. I'm going to seek someone who's going to walk me through this, not to condemn, but to help me come and live in victory. And then maybe when we come into the presence of God, we can find that the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit can find people that have an openness and a love to Him where things can then begin to really move. Do you hear what I'm saying? Really important. Father, I thank You, Lord. It's not an easy message, Lord. It's not a comfortable message. Lord, as we consider, Lord, that even now, Lord, there would be literally thousands of people in the streets in our neighbourhoods now Lord, they are accessing, even at this point, the worst, the most horrible, the most damaging of information, Lord, which, Lord, is it's going to have an effect, but it will affect them. Lord, I pray that, Lord, you'd work at least with us, that we start with my heart, with our lives. Lord, let our inner temple, Lord, have, Lord, a place for you that we can worship you and honor you as our God and King. And Lord, understand that we don't have to suffer, we don't have to remain addicted, that in you, Lord, we can be free in the name of Jesus. John 7, 17 says, If you will do what I've told you to do, then you will know that I am from God, and you shall be free. Sometimes we just have to do God's asked us to do and then you get God's results amen okay let's worship God and I'm going to ask the team to come up and we'll finish with something a little bit more celebration if you don't know Jesus Christ as your own personal savior the very most important thing you can do if your life is to answer the question what would happen to you tonight if you were to die as tragic as that would be You miss out on hearing Bernie Jones who got married at 40 after being single for so long. But what would happen to you? Do you know for sure that you would go and be with God forever and ever? Or are you uncertain about that? Well, the gospel is that God so loves you that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him, places trust in him, they should not perish but have everlasting life. That's good news, isn't it? Fantastic news. Uh, The 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 medieval theologians used to talk about three forms of knowledge. One was notia. It's the content of the gospel. The content is we have failed, we are rebels, and nobody wants to uh, come under God's lordship, his kingdom. We've actually all said to God, shove off, God. I want to do my own life my own way. That's sin. Shove up. Shove off, God. That's the thing. God doesn't like that. He's going to come and correct it all. But in the meantime, he's made a way and a pathway for that to happen is by sending his own son Jesus and he hung upon a cross and he paid the price that you and I can come back into relationship with him, which is a really good deal. So that's the content of the gospel. Then you've got to assent here, which is to agree with it. If you don't agree with it, then there's no salvation. Do you agree that God loves you? Do you agree that Jesus Christ died for your sins? Well, yes. Do you agree that that death is enough to change and transform your life both for now and forever? Well, then the last thing you must do is fiducia, which is you've got to trust Him. You actually now have to put your personal trust. God, here's my life. I'm going to trust you with it. And that is then full salvation if you've not yet placed your trust in Jesus to be the Lord of your life, I'd love to chat with you after the service. And I'm going to go into this little room over here, into our green room. I'll be there for a couple of minutes. If you'd like to come and talk with me about placing your trust in Jesus Christ to love and save you, I'd love to meet with you after the service. Is that okay? Great. Let's uh, let's just pray a prayer of victory tonight. Let's stand up. Take the hand of someone. Father, we thank you that you give us the victory in Christ Jesus. Lord, there's no weapon that is formed against us shall ultimately prosper in the name of Jesus. Lord, we know that the enemy brings strategies, he brings schemas. Lord, he's planning our downfall. Lord, one of the significant weapons he uses today is the internet, Lord. It's social media, Lord, it's pornography. And Father, this is now at a plague proportion in our society and in the church. But, Lord, we declare in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that, Lord, you give us the victory, Lord, over all these weapons, that the weapons of our warfare are not weak, they're not human, they're not carnal, but they are mighty for the pulling down of strongholds against every thought that may choose to exalt itself deposition our love of God, our prioritizing of His claims upon our lives. Father, we do take authority in the name of Jesus that, Lord, we shall live in victory. We declare that chains be broken in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. I was of a happy song, but it doesn't have to be the happy How about being so blessed? Because that's the devil doesn't want us to be blessed. He wants us to be.